What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Cool. So, blessing. Thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate <laughs> that. And it's great to finally meet you as well. As I said, it feels like I, I kind of know you, but this is the first time we've actually yeah. met. So, um, yeah. yeah, welcome on to the Diverse Podcast. Can't wait to do this. So, first of all, congratulations on getting your, your job. Thank you. No it's problem. Been, it, was, it was quite a journey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So tell everyone, you know, about what you're going to be doing. What is the role? Where you're going to be working? Let's jump straight in. Um, so I landed a role as a quantitative um, support executive with a marketing research agency based in London, and they're called Basis Research. And um, yeah, so my role is basically to help the quantitative their quantitative research department. So with like um, questionnaire scripting and just checking the um, like survey links and also working with data analysis and um, also helping them to like chart, um, chart reports that they'll be reporting back to clients and just um, working on the um, charting the data for that. Um, and I'm trying to think of <laughs> what else I need to say. Oh yeah, and it's also based in London. Um, so I would be relocating since I currently live in Cardiff. And um, so the process for that was basically, um, I actually found it on LinkedIn. So, um, and because they were one of the, um, so what I had initially done was in my undergrad, so my undergrad was in psychology. So um, I didn't really, I wasn't really that interested in the conventional like psychology career paths. So, um, so in one of our career sessions that they usually do, they like they just briefly mentioned marketing research. So I kind of had to just like look into it more myself and to figure out what kind of experiences I needed and also like the skills I needed to work on. And so that was like what, um, and this was around second year. So in first year I did add absolutely no idea <laughs> what I wanted to do. So this isn't like second year. So it gave me about two years of um, uni to like um, to just work on my CV and just figure out um, what I needed, what skills I needed, and how um, and how I can like put myself in the best position I can once I finished. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I forgot what the point I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's, yes. it sounds like it really links nicely to your degree, right, with the psychology. Yeah. So, 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 and so as I understand that as an agency, they help big brands so like Google, Facebook, BBC, I mm. saw. In, uh, in doing that kind of market research and getting insights yeah. from customers. So the psychology element kind of plays in, which is quite cool, I think. Yeah, so um, I'm also actually currently doing my master's in marketing, so I kind of have to balance both. But um, but yeah, so um, that way I can actually like kind of transfer what, because um, I recently did a module in marketing research. So whatever I'm learning in my master's, I'm also kind of like transferring to, to my job. And um, oh yeah, so what I was going to talk about was like the process of the job interview. So um, 
So the the application was basically um, like a 300 word uh, cover letter, including my CV. And then um, I got an email from the senior director that they wanted to interview me. So the first round of the interview, it was just it was just him. And it was just like um, it was like the general um, interview questions, um, like um, telling me, you know, telling them about myself and um, like why I wanted to why I wanted to work on the role and just like the general um, interview questions. And then um, so it was like it was that same it was like that same interview that he offered me to for a second interview, which was basically a week after that one. And that one was um, to basically meet the team that I would be working with. So like that would be like um, so that was someone from the quantitative department and also uh, another senior director. And so that interview was also like, um, it was also the same thing as my first one. So they just wanted to like get some like general idea of like what I'm doing and what I'm interested in and like, um, and why I want to work in marketing research. Um, so yeah, and then it was um, a week later. So they were like pretty, um, they were pretty consistent with like how, how, um, how quickly they got back to me, which was actually, which was actually very nice compared to like other interviews I had. And so, and then they just emailed me back the, um, with a job offer. So that was really good. And actually the um, the position is, so it's actually like a new department that they're creating. So they hired two of us. And so, um, so they're planning on hiring more people later on, but yeah. So it's really exciting that it's like, um, it's like being the first, one of the first on a new team that they're like, that they're making. So yeah, that was really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, that is super cool. It sounds like a really cool agency. And yeah, it's always great to be part of a new team because um, it's not like they've got all these sort of set processes, you know, they're going to be able to come up with new things and work on exciting projects. So that sounds incredible. I've definitely got some follow up questions on kind of like the application process, how you found it, any tips you've got. But before we get into that, how about beforehand? So Talk to me about some of the challenges that you you kind of faced get, trying to get a role during the pandemic and balancing that with your studies. What was that? What was that like? Um, so initially, like the first, um, so I graduated from undergrad last July. So the pandemic was already like on, but on its way. Yeah. And so by then, um, so my initial plan was my master's was supposed to be in Burbeck in London. So I was um, so by the time that I was finishing my undergrad I wanted to find a full-time job that I can work alongside my master's since um, the lectures were going to be in the evening so by then um, so I wasn't really like that successful in that time getting a job so I, I ended up having to like just move back to Cardiff and just um, do my master's here and I think it was very at that point like applying for a job at that time was very difficult because um, because obviously there was a lot of unemployment the unemployment rate was going up and I think it, at that time it was very like, um, it wasn't encouraging at all. And at that point I was just like, wow, I think it might actually take me a few years, like after this settles before I can actually find a job. So I wasn't really like in the best place to think that, oh, like I could actually find a job anytime soon. So by that, <laughs> at that point I kind of just accepted it like, okay, a job's not gonna happen anytime soon. So I just decided, okay, I'll just focus on my master's inside, instead. And, um, so when I moved back home and my my course started and I kind of just like mostly focused on that from which I started in November and um, but then um, and so 
so in that time I kind of like just worked on my CV and did some um so and then I did some like different different I forgot oh yeah different courses to kind of like just like build up on my skills and yeah that were like relevant to what I wanted to do later on and so, so um, like free online courses or like free yeah. free like Google courses so, what, what type of courses yeah I did um so I did the Google digital marketing course and that one was just to um obviously prepare me for before I started my master's so that's what I did over the summer and then I also did some um, Excel ones on LinkedIn. And I kind of also made a start on, um, well, that one was more recently, but I kind of made a start on like learning Python as well. Cause I think what I did was, um, even though I kind of, I was discouraged from the fact that like the job market was looking a bit tragic at that time. So I thought, mm, okay, I have a lot of time. So I can kind of like, so what I did was kind of, um, I looked at different, um, job ads that were related to jobs that I would like to um, apply for later on and just try to kind of look at like what skills and with jobs in market research you are required to know um, about different software tools so I think what I, what I did at that time was I like, just look on LinkedIn and just like kind of look at different job ads and just to see um, and just to see like what um, softwares that different agencies were using and which ones are like up there so so I just decided, um, and then I decided to kind of like to try to learn the basics of Python as well for data analysis. So that was the other one that I I worked on. And so by um, by December, I kind of started to reach out to different market research agencies because a lot of them on their website they they kind of make it known that they they're welcome to people just like sending in their CVs, and so that when they're ready, when they're um when they're ready to like start um apply um recruiting people, then they usually, I mean, some sent out emails to let me know that they were recruiting, but others, but others I ended up finding out like on LinkedIn by by coincidence. Um, so yeah, what I did was I did um, I did send out my CV and a cover letter to which was like tailored to different agencies that I had in mind. So I created an Excel spreadsheet to kind of like keep track of if I got back if I heard back from anyone or if no one got back to me. And I did the same thing when I started applying for jobs in um, January as well. So um, so I think it was kind of like. I kind of noticed that I wasn't really like getting anywhere with just sending my CV. So I just decided to start applying in January. And I think what um, what motivated me to do that was mostly um, because while my master's course, I was having a lot of <laughs> a lot of spare time. So I thought mm, I think I'd rather be getting some like professional experience on the side as well, rather than like, just waiting for for my course to start and end. And, yeah. And um so and then I so I started sending out applications in January, and yeah, and then so and then I kind of started again like quite a lot of interviews or like quite a lot of feed, feedbacks or like to to schedule an interview. So I think and, and blessing, that, do you that think was, that was specifically kind of off the back of the extra things that you were doing? So it, it kind of wasn't working beforehand when you were kind of just sending your CV a few different places, but once you did the courses, once you did the Python, because you could see that was yeah. relevant to the job description. Yeah, then I would you say it's, it's, very, it's very helpful because um, because going coming back to like the company I currently work for with them, I noticed that they actually like, 
they actually looked through my CV and spotted the things that I was doing. But with other um, with other companies I interviewed with, they I wouldn't really say maybe maybe they did notice and just didn't like mention it. But I didn't feel like they mentioned anything on there other than like the work experiences that I had in the past and um, and my degree. But I didn't really see with the current when I interviewed for the current company that I got the job with, they. Um, so, for example, with the Python that I was learning, which I'm still planning on working on, they kind of like pointed that out and no one else had. And I was like, oh, OK. And I think it kind of encourages you to think, oh, OK, like um, like eventually, like they could they know that I have I'm working on this skill and it could eventually be useful for them in the future or even if it's like with another company as well. So I think, yeah, it, it can be very helpful to kind of like use up your time to like um, to learn about different skills. And this could not, I mean, it doesn't have to be like relevant to what you want to do, but it can just be like something that you do when you end up learning that, oh, this would be more interesting to me than what I had in mind before. So I think it can be very useful to kind of do some extra courses on the side, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so and do, uh, the Google Digital Garage as well. That, I actually did that course as well, um, and I found that super useful. So I'd recommend people check that out. And obviously, everything that's is free good. on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good course. So, all right. So shameless plug for for our platform. Then, what what did you find helpful um, on that in terms of our resources? Did anything that we have sort of helped you in the interview process or the application that other people can benefit from? Do you think? Um, yeah, it was the because I remember I reached out to you that I was applying um, when I started applying for like graduate schemes. And I think what I struggled with the most was um, because I had I had I'd used my undergrad to like kind of like build up on um, on like getting relevant experiences that will help me later on. And like you like like we mentioned earlier with the courses as well. But I think for me, I really lack the confidence like knowing that I have the right skills to do the right job and also like being able to talk about myself confidently that I can do the job and I think um so I think it was actually like a good timing that you reached out to me about like if eventually like when I start applying like when I needed the help with like interviews and then so um so what I mainly used was the interview resources that was available on the website and um, so what I did was I just went through the slides and um, so I just looked at how like different ways just like first I looked through like um, how um, I can answer the questions and then it kind of like clicked to me oh that's how you're supposed to answer those interview questions because like years before I, I always knew I was like bad at interviews but I just could never like figure out like how to how to work on it and how to improve like my interview skills so and then what I did after that was um so basically, I kind of like just um, with general questions. So I created like a word document and then with general questions. So I kind of like wrote out my own answers. And yeah, and then so what, that's what I did with like the general interview questions. And I just wrote out my own answers and like um, how I would answer those questions relevant to like the industry I wanted to work in. And I think the good thing about um, about everything being online at the moment, for me anyway, was because I could kind of like figure out with having um, video interviews, like I could kind of have my notes open. So the Word document I created, I could have, I had that open on the side. So then it could kind of like help me like with what I'm saying, rather than like just sitting there and stuttering if, if it was like a physical interview. And um, so with that Word document, actually what I did was, so um, 
So in February, I had about six, six interviews. So, um, and I didn't really go into each one thinking, oh, I might get the job. I kind of like, in the end, I was just like, okay, even if I don't get the job, at least this will help me with my interview skills. And I know, and I know that later on, even if it's like, even if the right job comes along after I finish my course, at least like now I'm kind of like familiar with the interview process with like graduate schemes within that industry. And so what I did was like, um, so I kind of like try to pay attention to the different questions that weren't the same as like the generalized like interview questions. So I'd add that to my Word document and then kind of like come up with answers afterwards. Even if, the, even if sometimes I knew the interview didn't go well, but I was, I was always like motivated to like just kind of like point out the different interview questions that I might have struggled with or like struggled with answering and then so I would add that to the document and kind of like just write out an answer and so so then I knew that if I was to get another interview and that question comes up then at least I know that oh I've come across that before and I know how to like put myself across and then just answer the question so yeah I think it was really yeah, the interview resource was really helpful, actually. And I think another thing that was helpful was, um, I think the first time we talked, like I was telling you about how I wasn't really that good with interviews. And then and then you replied saying that, oh, that um, when they offer you an interview, it's already that they're confident and they want to know more about like about you and they're already like interested in you being being taken on for this role. And I never I never really thought about it like that because I was just thought if they offer you an interview, it's just because they just want to know. It's just, and I never really thought like, oh, they could actually be interested. It's because, oh, they're already interested in what you have to offer. So I think that um, hearing that from you was like really encouraging. And then along with like the resources, like I kind of go into interviews more confident and just kind of know that like, okay, it's, um, like just do my best at it and just know that like over time I'll be improving and that all it takes is like that one company just to see like oh yeah we want to give her a chance and in the end that's really all it takes the yeah, other ones who rejected one job. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the other ones who rejected they didn't really they didn't really matter at the end of the day when you get the right the right one that's for you yeah yeah absolutely and, and it's think, about sort of, I think in the end take it personally as well like you kind of like once the right one comes along you kind of like think back to yourself oh I don't even know why I was like stressing so much or thinking so much about why this company rejected me why this company rejected me but I think the thing with rejection is that like obviously it's easier said than done that like oh don't think too much about it because even for me like even after like um getting some encouragement from you and like um like people around me as well like it's still you still kind of like even if even though you're confident that um oh I have the right skills and it's just about like putting myself across as that confident person um like there's still always that mind in the back of your head that like oh it's because I got this rejection because I'm not good enough but I feel like you kind of have to like just push through that thought and just think okay I do have the ability to do this job if I was offered it so I should just sell myself and that like that I'm capable of doing the job but <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. No, you need to separate your sort of personal uh, value and how you perceive yourself to your skill set yeah. and the fit for the role. You know, just because mm. you didn't get it, it doesn't reflect anything badly on you. And I think sometimes yeah. we forget there's so many other candidates with maybe a similar background that are going for these same roles. And in some cases, they might just be a much better fit than you. So it's hard, but you kind of can't can't really take that personally. 
And uh, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning the, the resources and I hope other people can, can uh, get value from those because that really allows you to practice beforehand. So there's no yeah. reason we should be going in cold. It's like you wouldn't try and do your driving test for the first time without practicing. Do you know what I mean? So why do we not like literally, you know, go through and practice? So if anyone wants to get hold of that, they, they can find that on uh, wearediverse.io. Uh, go over to the interactive interview guide and download that. And you can hear my uh, annoying voice asking loads of questions <laughs> and you can answer out loud or, or make notes on the Word document as, as you did. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that really just gives you that confidence and helps you prepare yeah. well. It was and then the other, yeah, and the other thing you mentioned was literally once they invite you to a final round interview, they want you, you know, they, they've seen your background and they know you can do the job. Now it's just a case of you showing your personality and, you know, yeah building some rapport with the interviewer and showing that you're a good fit. It's kind of like, you know, once we get to the last five people or whatever, the CVs are almost out the window. We don't really care where you went to uni or, or kind of your background at that point. We just want to hear from you. So I think that's super important. So I'm glad you, you feel more confident off the back of that, because I think confidence is, is what a lot of people are struggling with, with right now. Um, it can be really hard to like just find the confidence to, especially with like with the job market at the moment. It's kind of it kind of it it disencourages you to kind of like just not really care about it because because in the end you're like oh it's not there's probably like other people that are better than me out there. But I think it's always worth going in going into like any job um, interview or. Um, or like just like sending any job application with like the confidence that like oh I can do I could do this if it was offered to me so I should just go into it with confidence. Absolutely and have you got any any other uh, tips or bits of wisdom on you know it could be the CV or, or the cover letter you mentioned obviously you have to do a cover letter or anything in the interview process that you want to share with uh, with the network? Um, with the CVs I'd say especially for people who are still at uni Definitely make use of like the career sessions that the that your university offers because for me by going to those sessions because and I know that most of them are probably online at the moment but um but those sessions can be really helpful and it might not mean that you have like like a really great CV like on the on the spot but going to the sessions continuously can help to like just build up um to build up like your CV so that it's like in a good in a good place by the time you finish or something like that yeah and also using um the resources from diverse will help you as well <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much how about um your cover letter then did you do anything out of the ordinary there i, I think the mark from my perspective with cover letters employers want to see something that's really specific to them in the role i think they just really yeah. dislike generic cvs because uh, cover letters rather because it doesn't convey your like passion and uh, that you really want that that opportunity. So, any advice on, on how to do cover letters as well? Um, yeah, with when I was writing my cover letter, because it actually took me a while to write. I didn't have a cover letter until last last December, where I literally had to force myself to write one. <laughs> but um, and what I did was basically because with marketing research, um, I feel like you can kind of um, they usually with the job ad, you can usually kind of they usually ask for the same thing regardless of like which um, company it is. So um, so what I did was kind of like um, 
was to look up different job ads from for different market research agencies and kind of just point out what skills they'd be looking for and just try to make sure that that was in my cv and that my uh, not my cv my cover letter and that um and that i reflect that um and what i'd say is because what i did to write my cover letter was just look at just a quick search on google to like just look up different ones relevant to like the industry you want to work in and just kind of like see um just to see like examples of like different ones out there and um and it might take it might take like a few days before sorry for the noise no worries but it might it's very take, authentic it's like a live podcast i like it <laughs> um it might take like a few attempts to like get the right cover letter but i think it's worth just um looking at examples and kind of like just coming up with different drafts of it and um and you can just reach out to maybe it's like people around you or diverse or like maybe um like um your career your career advisors in uni and they could help you like take a look at it and just to like go through it because that's what i did um i sent it to um one of my family friends and they helped me to like go through it and just to like see um where i could change up things and i think that would re that really helped me to like just get to write the best cover letter that i could Brilliant. No, that's really, really good. And I've got a couple of questions that hopefully should help employers actually and help employers, you know, help candidates a bit more. Um, and yeah. I think two things they're sort of really trying to focus in on. One, how do you sort of go about making a decision about where to apply and which um, companies and brands you want to go with? So I guess what, what, were, what were you looking for when you were trying to make your application decisions? Because that might also help students who are wondering where to apply. But also, and then the second question is like, how could they do a better job of, of kind of helping you through application processes and improving, improving there? So yeah, two-part two question, how do you decide on where to apply? And then what can employers do to make that process uh, easier? Um, so for me, when I was applying for like, when I was applying, the a company I was looking for was like obviously a company where um, like eventually I will be able to like progress progress in the role, and also that they'll be willing to like um, they'll be willing to like allow me to learn and develop myself whilst in whilst like whilst working the job. So I think that was something that was very important to me, as well as obviously be, knowing that I will feel comfortable when working with a company, and so that means obviously them being or diverse or working towards diversity and inclusion so that was something that was very important to me and in terms of how um how they can make applications easier um i'm not too i'm not too sure on that one but i would say that if that um it will probably be the feedback area like a lot of them and i know that it's probably down to the a lot they get a lot of applicants so it's very hard to like provide feedback but I think if um, if there really, really is a shortlist or this could just actually just be at the end of interviews that they could provide like a small feedback to to those who attend interviews and just let them know, oh, they did well on this or they could improve on this. And if, that's even if like later on they get back to them and they want to offer, offer them a job or something. But I think it's still it's all worthwhile to like give to give um, to give people feedback on how they did in an interview, because I think once especially for me, like once you go off from an interview, you kind of start to think, oh, I did really badly answering this question and they probably thought of me this way. So I think, um, so I think giving instant interviews, um, interviews, sorry, feedback would be very helpful yeah. to some people to kind of know how they did and what else they could work on. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And on the diversity and the inclusion element that you mentioned there, how did you identify that though? Because I think the challenges now, especially with everything that's happened last year, mm -hmm. is that all companies kind of saying that they've got, uh, they're diverse and they're inclusive, everyone's got a statement and it's not very authentic. So how do you like we you know get through get through the weeds on that and see you know what 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 was it that they did that made you feel it was inclusive and diverse and so on? Mm, honestly, I can't really say that I I can tell that from any company. I feel like you can't really tell how a company um how they how they how well they do on that until you actually work for them. So I feel like sometimes you yeah I kind of have to go in with a like without knowing anything, just hope for the best, hope for the best. But um, but yeah, I think that was something that I'd say is very hard to kind of figure out because anyone, because even if you can just tell on like social accounts, you can't really, that's not something you can like kind of say, oh, they do really well on this part. So this is why I want to work for them when it comes to diversity and inclusion anyway. But um, yeah, I think it's something that's very difficult to kind of like pinpoint just looking from like face value that, oh, they, they they wrote this online so they must be this um yes it's kind of very difficult to kind of so i think in the end um i wasn't like i wasn't like trying to like think too much about that and just kind of thought okay um so long as i feel comfortable working in this workplace then i think that will be okay for me sure yeah no it's super difficult and what, yeah. what I want to do is, is aim to make that more simple for candidates. So, you know, I'm actively going out to employers that are, you know, winning awards for inclusion and um, hearing from people that have actually worked there to sort of say that, that it is an inclusive environment. And those are the companies yeah. that I work with. And the ones that come to me are the ones that are willing to, like, invest in this and are committed. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, you know, the, the companies that are truly not interested in that at all, they won't be sort of advertising on, on my job board. So I hope that I can help with that to some extent. And then, uh, yeah, I guess just to sort of wrap up and thanks so much for joining. This has been really good. I think you're definitely going to help some people with this. And big congrats to, to you for getting your job. Um, uh, it you. sounds like a fantastic company as well. So I hope, uh, hope you're really enjoying it. But I guess, yeah, anyway, any sort of final words to close us out? Any Anything else that we haven't covered or any words of wisdom that you want to share with the, with the audience? Um, I think the only last thing that I'm going to say is to um, try your best when you're at uni to like get some experience. And that doesn't have to be like relevant to what you want to do, but okay, it can help you to figure out what you'd like to do later on. And, um, and it's you have and my last word is you have more power than you think you do so it's always good to be confident or try to be confident because it's very easy to like just say be confident in yourself but yeah you do have more power than you think you might do so try to be more confident in yourself and your abilities that's what i say i like it okay i'm gonna put that on the t-shirt you got more power than you think you do i'm gonna that's that, that's an Instagram post right there. Um, <laughs> perfect. So no, thanks so much. Thanks so much. I hope everyone has enjoyed this at home, all the many, many listeners and viewers. Uh, but you can find us on Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's the Diverse Podcast. Um, on you on YouTube, it's We Are Diverse. Same on Instagram, or head over to WeAreDiverse.io for all of those career resources. You can find opportunities with inclusive employers. And you can find successful CV examples. We might add yours to that blessing, who knows? Um, <laughs> our interactive interview guide. 
and, and many more resources to kind of help you out in your early career. So if you're looking for grad schemes, entry-level roles, placements, um, internships, whatever it is, then we can hopefully help you with that. But uh, thanks so much, Blessing. This has been uh, fantastic. Thank really you. appreciate it. I love being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. Congrats again and all the best. Hopefully we can hear from you again.